The Washington Commanders are on a little mini break here for Labor Day weekend, but we still got information for you. And we have Zach Selby talking to us about the excitement for week one, how good Sam Howell and the other second year players are going to be and the path to a winning record. That and more on the second September season preview. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. And you can find this here on our YouTube channel or wherever your audio podcasts are found because we're on the Believe Network and we believe in the commanders. Uh, that's a different show, but we still cover the commanders here on Ref the District. <laughs> stoner, it is yep. it is September. Football season is here. This is last week and without football. The Washington commanders have sold out week one. How exciting is this? That the season's about to begin. Yeah, and I can't even remember the last time. I'm sure maybe we can ask Zach if he knows. But, man, it's been a while since we've had this kind of vibe around this team in the stadium week one. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, and without you've already kind of somewhat introduced him. With the Washington Commanders, we have Zach Selby joining us here on Ref the District today. Zach, thanks for, for joining us here for the first time. So we're happy to have you here on Ref the District. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Stoner had the little applause thing going there let's get that out of the way, right? So they're sold out. Do you know when the last time it was really sold out at FedEx field? Um, you know, I, I mean, they were sold out last year, so it's not like, been like it's been that long ago, but I think in terms of like the hype and the fanfare around mm-hmm. a sellout is it's been a long, it's been longer than I've been here since it's been, you know, there's been this much hype around, one game. I mean, there was a maybe a couple of Cowboys games in between the four years that I've been there that have kind of been as hyped up. Uh, I mean, obviously the playoff game, but this seems like it's a little bit different. And if there's like this massive wave that we're all kind of riding on, I've been saying that a lot about this, all the excitement from the fans, which has just been fantastic over the last, you know, I guess it feel it feels like it's been forever. There's only really only been a couple of months <laughs> um, since Josh Harris uh, finalized the sale of the team, uh, the purchase of the team. I mean, but it's been it's been fantastic. I, I think you know it's just been building and building and building for pretty much since Mr. Harris first got on at, up to the podium to introduce himself to the fans. And I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be one of the coolest probably experiences that I'll have ever been seen at FedEx Field. And I mean, it looks like you know there's a lot of things that point in Washington's favor for a win. You know, we're not in the business of making predictions here. At least I'm not. But um, I think that it's. There, there are a lot of things that make you make you feel really anxious and excited about what's going to happen on September 10th. Yeah, and I want to kind of piggyback a little bit off that, and I don't want you to say anything bad about the previous regime or anything, but what has been the, the overall vibe just going into your workplace or being around the staff there at, you know, in Ashburn and everything? What has been the difference that you've noticed personally? I mean, the vibes are about as high as you can go honestly Mm. like it's just been completely turned around in a lot of ways and you know mr harris is kind of uh he made it clear like hey like things have not always been easy for this franchise it's been very tumultuous um over the last few years and that's been tough on a lot of people and the fact that like you know we're in this new era this new chapter of this franchise like everybody can feel it right like as soon as as soon as that day first happened when Mr. Harris first finally got up there and and kind of gave his priorities for the franchise, it's just been, I guess even really before that, it's just been everything's just grown 
uh, in terms of enthusiasm, excitement. Um, I mean, if you, and if you really need in, any indication of that, just look at training camp. I mean, mm-hmm. we had, you know, 10,000 fans over there for, for, I think, what, three separate days. And, you know, they they never dipped below, you know, a couple thousand. You know, for mm-hmm. each day, they were, the fans were allowed to be there. And, like, that hasn't always – that hasn't been the case since since I've been here. And to see that was really cool. Like, just hear the excitement about, you know, you, it's a nothing play during practice, but, like, everyone's cheering and being excited <laughs> about, you know, they just see Sam Howell just throwing a deep shot to Terry, and it just crowd goes wild, even though they're, they're on <laughs> yeah. air. It doesn't matter. It's, you're seeing it, which is really cool. And yeah. I think – and then and then, and then the, uh, the preseason games, so I think, honestly, that Ravens preseason game felt – it kind of had a little bit of a uh, – Yeah, that's a real vibe there. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Um and I mean, the fact that all those fans came out for a game that doesn't really even matter um, really, really speaks a lot to where this, where the franchise is headed. And I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes next. Well, week one is coming up right around the corner, and we're going to talk about the football side of house here, but keeping the good vibes going. DJ Cool's going to be there. You've got mm-hmm. cheap beers, $40 million being put into FedEx Field. How, how much of an improvement can fans expect going into FedEx this season? I mean, I would expect a lot. I mean, you know, the video boards have already, you know, we, we saw a little bit of that during the preseason games there. They've been improved. The sound system has already been, you know, improved. I mean, that, 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 that was a big deal. Um, you know, I think you know, in that press release to mention there's going to be new food vendors there. That's going to be really awesome. As someone as, as an enjoyer of, of stadium food myself, I can, I can, <laughs> I can attest to that. That's pretty awesome. But I would expect to have, you know, see noticeable changes. And, you know, as I've kind of said with Eric Bieniemy and his, and, his, and his implementing his system into Washington, it's not going to be a complete turnaround, but it will be a noticeable turnaround. Mm-hmm. I think you could probably say the same for, for honestly, like a lot of aspects of the franchise, right? Like everyone knows it's not going to happen overnight. Like, yeah, like we'd, all love to, we'd, love, we'd all love to be at a Super Bowl in February, but that, I mean, who knows if that's going to happen? But we're, gonna, we're all, we're trying to build sustainable stuff here. We're looking down the road to long-term success, mm. to like build not just win one championship, but multiple championships. Mm. And it, it takes a long road to get there. And we're all impatient. Mr. Harris is impatient. I'm impatient. I would love. To, I would love to see that because I've, I've only I've only covered one playoff game in my entire career. I'd love to get yeah. a couple more under my belt. Sure. Um, but getting to before you get to step Z, you got to get through B, C, and all the other all the other steps. So it's good. It's you'll you'll see noticeable noticeable changes that I'll, they'll really get you excited about the next step or the next phase of the process. Zach, have you noticed? Uh, I mean, you can't help but notice. But I mean, Sam Howell has gone from an afterthought last year when he didn't i mean he was doing uh third string reps which is very little you know doing scout team stuff all last year to all of a sudden he's now he's basically been built up to be the savior of the franchise on the field what have you seen in that development from last year where he was a nobody to this year being the guy well you know it's it's very interesting sam howell's career like i guess like his early careers because i mean a lot of people were anticipating him to be second round pick he ended up falling to the fifth he he was honestly you know i'm not just saying this because the time is you know reasons he buys but he was my favorite quarterback coming out of that draft class about because of his arm strength and what he was able to do with north carolina's offense whenever he had a full arsenal of weapons it was pretty special i mean mm-hmm. shattered a bunch of records you know had poison in the pocket all the other stuff but i mean the growth has been you know, tremendous because I mean, whether or not he deserved to be a fifth round pick, he was a fifth fifth round pick. And when you have guys like that, you need to see noticeable growth 
throughout their careers, at least in, at least in the first couple of seasons. And I think he's done that. The footwork, I think, has been awesome. You know, Rivera has harped on that a lot. I think something that really has impressed me the most is the ball placement, the like the mm-hmm. accuracy on these contested these contested uh, throws. Like he places it exactly where only the receiver can get it a lot in a lot of instances. And is it always going to be complete? No, that's that, that's not realistic. But mm-hmm. you know that if he's if he's throwing it out there, he's not putting it in harm's way. He's not doing something that's going to help the de- help the opposing defenses flip the field and get the momentum back in their favor. And I think that gives me a lot of comfort knowing that a young quarterback who really only has one start under his belt, one real start, if you don't count the preseason mm-hmm. has, he's already learning that. And I think that's very encouraging to see. I think his relationship with his receivers has gone pretty well, as well as you can expect. I think him and Jahan have looked really crisp, you know, throughout camp. I think that's mm-hmm. honestly him, Cole Turner, Logan Thomas, when he was out, when he was out there before, you know, his calf issue, um, those are the three that I think he had probably the most connection with. And then like Terry, obviously he and Terry are, are you know, I think their, their skill sets are just like a match made in heaven, honestly, because you have awesome. a guy who can make these catches deep downfield. You have a guy who can throw it accurately downfield, which you could argue that Terry hasn't had a quarterback who's been a willing to throw the ball down downfield that much and be been able to throw it accurately to him whenever so he's capable of throwing it yeah, down the field it, without putting it, their yeah, entire they're, body they're, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Having some, of course there's been other veteran quarterbacks that, that, that Terry's worked with, but like having those raw skill sets and the, that combination of traits, I think is really unique to, to his relationship with Sam Howe so far. And that gives me a lot of confidence in what this offense could be down there when it really starts you know revving and rolling here uh because you're not gonna be re- like you're not gonna be completely ready for your offense on week one no no offense especially when you're learning your system but as you get into the season i think when you hit that mid-season stride you're really gonna see what this offense is capable of so sam Howe coming into a second year you mentioned a couple other guys who are entering their second year that i'm interested in finding out how they're gonna grow with sam Howell, and that's Jahan dotson and Cole Turner, a fellow fifth-round uh, pick from last season, what does their growth look like here in the this training camp and uh, preseason? Well, I guess we'll start with Cole first because I think he was one of the biggest standouts of camp in general, just because we haven't really seen that much of him, you know, since last training camp. And you know, when he was coming out of Nevada, you knew that he was, you know, he had the receiver background, so you he could he could catch the ball. And he's he's done that a lot. I mean, he's been he's been a great red zone target. He's been really reliable. He's been really he's run really well. He's run really good short routes, intermediate routes. He's done that exceptionally well. And considering how he hasn't really played that much of the last year, to see him grow that much in that area is really is is encouraging. But I think another thing that is really the most impressive about him is his blocking. Because whenever he was coming out, I think blocking was not really something that he did. Because you looked at him and he was, and he's a tall dude as all the other Titans of the Commanders roster are, but he's, he was not, you don't look, you wouldn't look at him and be like, oh, that dude's a blocker because he, he was a, he's a slimmer build. But I think now he's packed on some muscle. He looks a little thicker um, and he's throwing his body around. I think the play that really stick out to me the most is that cross block he had um, against the Ravens. That shows you exactly what they want out of a tight end like Cole Turner, who, yeah, he's going to, he's going to, hang his hat on being a receiver but if he can make plays like that because if he doesn't make that play the play doesn't work like that mm-hmm. the play is getting getting blown for a tfl and they're they're stuck behind the sticks again but 
the fact that he was able to throw his body around and make that block allows Brian Robinson to get a positive game. And they're not, they're not worried. That gives them more flexibility in what they can call in the next play. I think that that's something I really like a lot. Now for Jahan, I mean, Jahan was, you could argue was already pro ready in his, for his first year because of how exceptional he was at, you know, running routes and catch and catching the ball. All those things are, you know, you could argue that he might be one of the best route runners like on the team, honestly, maybe even the best route runner on the team, just pure mm-hmm. route runner. Um, and he's just taken all that and improved even more, which is awesome to see because when you have guys like that who are already so talented that in their first year, you kind of wonder, okay, you've already proven this. So what are you going to do if you're, if you're a year ahead, are you going to just rest on your laurels? Or are you going to do what every other good pro does and improves year over year? And he's done that. He's, his routes are sharper. His hands are better. He has a be- <laughs> even though he's not really, even though everyone's still learning this offense, he looks like he's really taken a hold of it and, and has a really good command of what is, is expected of him. And like I said, him and Sam have connected a lot because he knows that John is going to be so open a lot. Um, and even when he's not, he's probably he has good enough hands and good enough catch radius to to make him right because mm. that uh, that Cleveland Browns touchdown. I mean that that was sick. That was, I mean that would mm. that would be a contender if there was such a thing about preseason <laughs> preseason year. Like yeah. that would be up there for the Commanders because of how he was able to one. It was a little bit inaccurate, but he still it was still a good ball. He still managed to catch it, and then he ducks under the under the defenders and just jogs into the end zone. Like this is yeah. awesome because you, I mean, you weren't seeing that last year with this offense. Yeah. Like you just weren't, and even as talented as Jahan was, you weren't seeing that. So yeah. I think those two players, I think it just elevates this offense even more. And I mean, you'll see it more from from Jahan because he'll be he'll be a more active member of the offense. But mm-hmm. with Cole being the number two or number three, I guess you could say, like you're not going to see it as much. But you, I think he's going to come up with a lot more clutch catches than than he was in his rookie year when he we saw the flashes. But you could tell that he still had a ways to go. Sure. So let's move to the other side of the ball, and you had a you had a top five or top ten, top five defense, depending on the metrics you're looking at. And then they went out and spent their first two picks on a first rounder. I mean, on a defensive player and everything that we've heard about Emmanuel Forbes, the first round pick has been spectacular. Mm -hmm. Is he, have you seen that? Is he that guy back there? That's going to be finally kind of that shutdown, make some plays, make some turnovers type guy. You know, I think it's, it's also, I'll speak on that a little bit because I do think, you know, when you say shutdown corner, I think as awesome as it would be for him to be Sauce Gardner, like he, players, player, yeah, it, it's 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 almost impossible for a first year player, a cornerback at that, to be you know to be a Sauce Gardner. That's like a once in a generation type of type of talent. Hmm. Um, but that said, I think he, I think Emmanuel is he lives up to the hype, and I think he's on his way at least to. You could see a path where he can become that. I think is hmm. I think is the most is the best part about him because yeah, like his size is definitely not a factor. Uh, even though everyone you know in the draft process made such a big deal about it and mm-hmm. i mean not unfairly because we never seen someone that small play that position but he's physical i mean he's i mean you you saw those 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 tfls he made against the ravens and that fourth down that you know, third down stop he made against the browns in the preseason mm-hmm. those are those, those are really good to see i think that does help quiet down some of the concerns about how all oh, this guy is too small he's not going to be able to you know be as dominant as he was at, at Mississippi State 
Um, two, I think he's he's got the range and the and the length to make up for any 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 mistake he makes, right? So if he does manage to lose a step on a receiver, which you did see happen against receivers like Terry and Jahan and Curtis, because they're some of the better receivers in the league, honestly, especially when it comes to running routes and getting separation. Um, you saw that he was able to pick up on that speed because one, he's, he's as fast as they are. He runs a four three just like all just like all the other talented receivers on the commanders roster. And two, he's got such long arms that he can deflect passes even if he's a step or two behind. You saw that a lot with Terry and Jahan. I think you saw it a couple times in a battle in some battles with Deami Brown. Like he's able to make himself right because he's at least in a good enough position to let his athleticism and his traits sort of take over. And that's that's also really what you really want to see because you're not going to have someone who's going to come in there just know the playbook and just be a perfect perfect fit into the defense day one. It's just not possible. But you want to see someone who is at least at least putting himself in the position to make plays and then, for lack of a better term, be an athlete. That that's I think that's what he does. He does really well, and he's really good at man coverage. I think he's learning the zone stuff, um, and I think he you know, he's like like everything else. He's not going to be you know the guy that completely changes this defense because it was already good. And mm-hmm. but I think he's going to help elevate the secondary a lot, along with the other additions you know on that on that on that defense as well, because that secondary is loaded with talent um it's really i think it's one of the deeper positions on the team hmm. and i mean they put they put him as a, as a starting cornerback as a rookie so that tells you if if you need any kind of a sign about what emmanuel Forbes is going to be just look at that and just say okay we're in good hands here Staying on the defensive side of the ball zach one of the bigger topics this offseason was the Washington commanders not picking up Chase Young's fifth year option right now. He's dealing with an injury next year. They don't have Montez sweat or chase young. They're top two edge rushers on the roster. So what can we expect from them in this contract year? Well, I think, I think what you hope is you hope you see something like what they got from Deron Payne, a motivated person who is like saying, okay, you know, I, I see. I see you. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't give me a contract extension like I thought you were going to give me, or didn't pick up my fifth year option like you wanted to give me, or I thought you were going to give me. So let me go out here and make it hard on you. <laughs> let me go out here and like make show you like, okay, this is why you need to give me, uh, you know, a, a whole new contract and you know, give me generational wealth that's going to take care of me and my family for the rest of their lives. Um, and I think if if you have a motivated Chase Young, that, that bodes exceptionally well for your defense because. I mean, I know it's going on three years ago now, but mm-hmm. I mean that that talent that he had in 2020 didn't just go away. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't just disappear. He still got that in him. It's just we haven't had a chance to see it because he wasn't playing up to expectations in uh, the first half of 2021. And when he was starting to pick it up and get things right, he was injured, and then he missed almost all of the 2022 season. Uh, although you did see some flashes here and there in those last couple of games on what Chase could be. And I think, you know, we'll see we'll see where he goes with his injury. Um, but w- from what we have seen out there on the field during, you know, during camp, I mean, he was playing without any hesitation and mm-hmm. any kind of, you know, trepidations or any kind of, you know, second guessing or, you know, any kind of, I mean, he's going full speed, like mm-hmm. 100%. And I think that's the chase that you want to see. You want to see the chase that's out there is energetic, um, going after the ball on every play, hyping his teammates up, you know, talking trash every now and again. Like that's the guy that you that you you saw old you saw the old chase a lot more. 
And I, I'm really excited to see what he does. Now with Montez Sweat, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, Montez has just been he's he's he has ascended a lot, although you're not gonna see a lot of the sack numbers for him, right? You're gonna see the pressures, you're gonna see the quarterback hits, and you're gonna see his ability to set an edge and defend against the run, which he's one of the better defensive ends in the league when it comes to that. Um, so I I think we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to see him, you know. Yes, we like the pressure rate. We like the quarterback hits and the hurries and all this other this other stuff. Let's see if we can we can finish. And that was something that they had with Deron Payne. Now they always talk about how well Deron Payne did it, crashing the pocket, but they didn't finish the he didn't finish the plays. Mm-hmm. And when he did, he ended up tying a franchise record for the most defensive uh, for the most sacks by a defensive tackle in franchise yeah. history. So if he can finish those plays and he can get quarterbacks on the ground, then you're going. I think you're going to see him kind of rise up in notoriety and. To, and Instead of just being, oh, he's a he's a nice underrated like quality player into like this could be one of the best defensive ends in the league, period. Mm-hmm. Very good. And my last question for you, Zach. Nathan likes to say we're 17 and 0 until proven otherwise, right? Do you see a do you see a winning record? I won't even put too much pressure on you. Do you see a winning record for this team? All things considered, assuming everybody stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it a little bit. There's a lot of ifs with the team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like if Sam Howell performs up to what they think he's going to do, if the enemy's offense ends up, ends up, you know, turning into team a turning team that was 20th in yards yards per game and near that number in points per game, if you can even get that up a little bit, or if you know Emmanuel Forbes helps elevate the secondary and mm-hmm. eliminate some of the explosive plays and create more turnovers of if 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 all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and with that said, if all those ifs <laughs> go, go go the way you want them to, mm-hmm. I think there's a path for a winning record. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. and then I think the Cardinals are. I think those are a very. That's a very winnable team. I think with a you know. I think that's a, that's the, that's the kind of team that you want. I think going into week, week one. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't know who the starter is going, or at least maybe they know, but we don't know. Um, they, they, you know, they, they have a lot of questions. Um, DeAndre Hopkins now is gone. Um, and they're in a transition period uh, with, with Jonathan Gannon and a whole new staff. Um, so you look at that and you think, okay, that's a, that's a good momentum swing. And I think you see a lot of games that you think, okay, like you could possibly see them going and winning them. Um, of course, there's some tough ones out there, like week three against Buffalo. That's going to be tough. Week four sure. against Philadelphia. Like those are those are going to be big tests for this for this team. Um, but that said, if they can start fast, which is also another if for this mm-hmm. team, um, then I think you feel pretty good about where this where this franchise is at. And you have to remember this too: is like they were literally just three or four plays away from being from winning ten games last year. Sure, <laughs> with with not great quarterback play. Yeah, let mm-hmm. I me mean, just think mm-hmm. about that. So if, if Sam Howell is, I mean, he just has to be better than that, I think. And I, I don't think that I don't think there needs to be too much of an improvement to be made for them to be like, okay. This is a winning record on offense. You know, what I mean, I I think the I think that their work is already there. I think the talent is there. I think the defense is quality. I think the offense has plenty of talented players with enough tools in the box to make you say that this can work. Mm-hmm. Um, so if all the, all those factors come into play, I think we could see a winning record and with playoff run. And, you know, once you get there, who knows what happens? 
Yeah. Well, for all of our sake, Zach, I hope that we hit yeah. on most of those ifs and yeah, you get to yeah. cover your second uh, playoff game as you cover our Washington Commanders. We appreciate you, Zach Selby. This is, again, Zach Selby, the Washington Commanders lead writer. Uh, he did get his fifth-year option picked up, so we can expect some more great things for him. Uh, appreciate you jumping on here with us, Zach. And until next time. 17-0 and 0 until proven otherwise. Be a fan.